A big thank you to our sponsor, iFixit, who fights for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She's a beacon of hope in the darkest night. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She'll teach you how to make it all alright. Hey there, hi, my name is Mercury, and I'm the trans handy ma'am. My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY. We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space. Hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals, thank you for listening to this episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. As always, I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Maggie Conrad. Hello. Hey, Maggie, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm very excited today. We are going to have five more wonderful DIY questions for me to answer and Mm -hmm. somehow get through it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Who knows? I'm sometimes really good at this and sometimes I'm really bad. But I've been doing this for 16 years, so who would have thought? <laughs> All that being said, Maggie, how have you been? What's what's going on going on in your life? I started riding my bike more, and I'm very excited about that. And my body's mad at me, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you ride your bike in at work today? I did. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to rain, but I took a chance. I was going to ride my bike in at work this today as well, but I... Decided not to because me and Basil want to drop off a whole bunch of my old costumes oh, yeah, I saw that. and, you know, spread some love and cool. the community and stuff. Oh, that'll be fun. So very excited about that. And also more room in my costume room. And that's always a positive. <laughs> but also we just got back from the Iowa, Illinois Pride. Yeah, Ottawa. It was, uh, yeah, I, Ottawa, Iowa. <laughs> I don't know where I was. Ottawa, Illinois. I got back from the <laughs> Ottawa, um, Ontario. Everyone, Not thank you. Not the Canada. <laughs> oh, okay. I got back from Ottawa, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in Ottawa, Illinois uh, this past weekend, and it was a wa- fantastic pride. I am so appreciative of everyone yeah. who got to meet me and hang out, and I want to say thank you to every single person there. I got to meet so many amazing people, including a mother of uh, a, a, an amazing person who survived um, the shooting at mm-hmm. Q. And I just want to say uh, to the mom, who I know is probably listening because she said she would be, uh, I love you a lot. It was an amazing conversation, and I hope Aww. you are doing good. She was a mother of Ashton, uh, and an amazing human being. Um, yeah. And she gave a speech during the memorial uh, the night before the Pride. So absolutely uh, an amazing experience to meet everybody uh, and to have a great time. I also, my hand is so tired. Uh, <laughs> from, from all the signatures from, I, I so i just recently <laughs> got my name changed right and yeah. i'm still still learning how to sign mm-hmm. mercury stardust like I, I i've been mercury stardust for a decade right <laughs> i haven't had to sign my name that often yeah and I'm, i gotta tell you boy i need to pay someone to 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 <laughs> to, to make my own signature you know i don't know what i feel like it needs to be more spacey I feel like Mercury Stardust needs to be more. I feel like there are people online they are. who can do this no, for you. We found them. We found oh, yeah. them. Yeah. Basil <laughs> looked them up for me because I was joking about it. And Basil's like, that has to exist. It does. Um, yeah. But yeah, we should we should do that. <laughs> because I think there should be like a rocket ship somewhere in my name. Yeah. You know? Especially when getting ready for the big tour in the fall. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're going to be signing your name hundreds of times a day. Are, you trying, day. are you trying to say that I'm cool? <laughs> Oh, yes. Maggie doesn't even yeah. tell yeah. Maggie if you have to be, if you have to be convorced to say it, convorced, 
convinced? Co- convinced? Wow. <laughs> Words. You know what? I'm not the trans wordsmith, okay? <laughs> I am lucky to be who I am, okay? All right. All that being said, do you want to answer questions I can probably actually answer now? Yeah. yeah okay, cool. I think you'll be good to go. You think I'm going to be good to go? I think so. Okay, scale one through ten, Maggie. <laughs> How good do you think this episode is going to go? Mm, eight and a half. Eight and a half? Yeah. See, that makes me nervous because Maggie, <laughs> Maggie is overly I'm optimistic. A, I'm more, way more optimistic yeah, yeah. than you are. And the fact that you're in an eight means I'm at like a fucking six right now or okay, five so and a half. So a Maggie eight and a Mercury five. I'm, wow, it drops down that much? Hold on. I got to ask, does, does Matt know what the questions are? Uh, I mean, he knows. I do not. Yeah. You don't not. Okay, Matt, just from hearing what Maggie said, what do you feel? Like, how confident are you that I'm going to answer these right? Six out of ten. Six out of ten? Wow, you guys are assholes. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna okay. You know what? You know what I'm gonna do? You're gonna make it a nine out of ten. No, no. I am not, so so here's a little thing that audience might not know. I sit here with my phone and just fat check myself to make sure uh-huh. that I can get through this. I'm not gonna do it this day. Ooh, I, I don't think you need to. No phone. Fine. No phone. I'm also here's another odds. I I am convinced that I'm going to give them all five right. Okay, I never make that. But I never made that prediction. Maggie no. looks very concerned. <laughs> Maggie looks so concerned. Everybody, Maggie's like, "No, Mercury, you really should say this." No, I'm going to say it. I'm going to get them all right. Okay, and then this time, instead of cookies, I want a pizza. I so- want a pizza party for the whole company, <laughs> Maggie, that you are going to pay for. By you, so I mean the this company. This is a prime of example of how Mercury operates, is you tell her that she can't do something, and she's like, I'm going to do it the best ever! <laughs> I'm going to do all the things, You're and right. it's going to be perfect, and I'm going to oh. make it harder for myself, and I'm going to be even more perfect, what? because you said I was going to be a five, <laughs> and fuck you. <laughs> that was my secret plan. Is this... Wait, was this an experiment? Was this... Was this That's how se- we got to 51 cities in the tour. <laughs> That's hilarious. God damn, I just realized I walked into everyone proving that I do, in fact, operate on spite. Oh, shit. Don't ever tell Mercury she can't do something. That is, God damn it, that was hilarious. Okay, all that being said, shit, let's start the podcast where Mercury's going to be right in every single one. Let's go! Hey, Mercury, my name's Lucy. I'm calling because I've been having problems with a bathtub. I have a handle that goes from left to right to change it to hot or cold. And I recently had an issue where the handle just kept spinning all around. And so I tried to replace it. And now when I turn on the cold, the water pressure is awesome. However, now when I put it on hot, the water is like a stream of water, of hot water. However, my pressure in the house is so good. I don't have a water pressure problem with the hot water anywhere else except in the bathtub. And I don't know how to go about fixing this. I would love any advice that you have. Thank you. Well, hey there, hi. I believe that right out of the gate, you're going to see just how confident I am right away. (laughs) I came out like, oh, I know this answer. Uh This is a correlation, not a causation. Mm -hmm. This is a correlation, Mm -hmm. not a causation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... I believe that when we sometimes when we fix things, right, and things don't go right afterwards, we think everything was hunky dory before. I oh, don't sure. know because here's the thing: if this is a a cartridge, right? Mm-hmm. If this is a cartridge that's in a shower, right? A cartridge for those who don't know who are just tuning in for the very first time, 
a cartridge is this thing that hides underneath your your handle, right? Mm-hmm. And it controls the hot water and the cold water. Right. Now, if you have two handles, one's a hot water, one's a cold water, then you have a stem system, okay? This sounds like a cartridge system, right, Maggie? Yep. Maggie said right, so Mercury's on the right track, okay? I believe this is what happened, right? They take the handle off, they do all the things. Mm-hmm. It, that has no core. I don't even know how that would even, how taking the handle off mm-hmm. and doing anything like that would at all affect the pressure of shower coming out. I mm-hmm. I am struggling to see. Now, if there is, like, if you turned off the water going to that shower, right? There is a chance that something got lodged in there. That happens oh, sometimes sure. when you turn off the pressure, you know, to, like, maybe you, for whatever reason, if you turned off the, the water to the whole house, mm-hmm. right? And then that also turns off the water to the hot water heater. You know what I mean? Like, oh, sure. there is a chance that, it's all funky dookie dookie now. Funky dookie. Funky dookie. <laughs> funky dude. Uh, what am I talking about? But there's a chance that there's something going on that's a little funky dookie. Sure. Okay. You ever notice that when I mess something up, I just double down yep. and I run with it? <laughs> yeah. Funky you dookie. You make up new words. Yeah, that's a word that we're going <laughs> to be cool with for a long period of time probably. <laughs> but anyways, that's what I think. Okay. I don't know if I needed to go into more depth. Maggie, what do you think? So what you're saying is it sounds like something got, like, dislodged or, you know, so how do they fix that? I do think that they should just replace the cartridge. That would be my my thought process. I do not think that taking the handle off and all that caused the damage. Sure. And, you know, this isn't a thing that you can do where you can just replace a shower head. I don't think that's going to do anything, Mm -hmm. right? Because this is the hot water is weaker than the cold water, right? But I do think you can, you know, change the cartridge out and that might do the trick. If okay. that if that makes sense, and how do you change the cartridge out? It all depends on what make and model you're talking about. It's really hard to tell yeah. people this is the step by step. But it's you know the first thing you do is you take off the handle, and then you can reveal. <laughs> it's usually like a plastic casing. Take the plastic casing off, and then you'll you'll see the inner workings of your shower, which is basically two little valves, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. So. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was that one? Give it a go. Was that supposed to be one of the hard ones, Maggie? Uh, no. God damn it! <laughs> was that supposed to be one of the easy ones? Yes. Oh, no. No. I'm, okay. No, I got this. I'm gonna do this. Mercury. So we're one step closer to the pizza party. Uh-huh. So if this was like a fifth grader and I had one of those little punches things that mm-hmm. had a bunch of stars on them, sure. And you punched a star, and then if you got five stars, you got a pizza. Sure. One star, Maggie. You got it. One star. Okay. Well, and I want to say that the last time that we did cookies, I did, in fact, go out the next morning and buy you cookies. So if you say we're going to have a pizza party, I'm holding you to it. Yeah, but you were buying it. (laughs) You're buying it, Maggie. I'm not doing it. Okay. But the whole company gets it. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Matt gets it. Basil gets it. Ziggy gets it. We got to call Raymond in. Everyone gets it. Sounds good. Yeah, I like it. it. And also, also, also. This hinges on me doing good. <laughs> so, Matt, Matt, I want to say this again. Us getting pizza, right, <laughs> hinges on me doing good. Matt, do you get Mercury, that? Mercury? Yes. Mercury? Yep. As a mediocre cis man, <laughs> I don't think you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, you know what, man? <laughs> I'm going to do it twice as good now. Maggie, let's double down. Let's get five double more down. questions <laughs> on top of our five regular, and let's go. Okay, now next question, please. This is Christina. Hi, my bathroom walls and ceiling has peeling paint, but the peels are uh, thick as fuck. It goes deep enough where I can see the entire history of the bathroom's previous colors. I want to repaint, but I have no idea where to begin with getting this paint off. There's no way I can slap compound on the peeling parts without the wall looking absolutely diseased. It has to come off. But how? Do I scrape it off? Yeah. Is there an easier way without inhaling this stuff? Nope. Um, anyway, I love you, and your laugh brings me so much joy. Thanks for being you, because Aww. we need you in the world, and I can go on and on and on. Oh, you, you can go on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's like really sweet of you to say at the very end. It's not going to make my answer any different, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, I think you're going to need to get a really good respirator. And I would get some goggles, not the safety glasses. You're going to want full eye protection on this. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to, I think there's two routes to go here. You can get a good scraper, right, with with a bunch of blades because you're going to go through blades like no one's business. Or you are going to sand this down with an orbiter sander Mm -hmm. uh, and a block sander the best you can. Okay. Now... I, I think that you're partially right and also partially wrong, but I don't know for sure because I'm not looking at the situation. Right. You said you can't use joint compound because, like, it's it's going to just cause more of a problem. I would say you could skim coat all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, you could skim coat the entire wall. I've been there, done that, right? Oh, sure. You could do that. I don't think that's like a the... new layer of wall. On yeah, exactly. That's what you... That's what professionals would do at this point you know you basically just you're basically what you're doing is just adding plaster at Mm -hmm. that point to the whole wall but i i would say that there's so much history here i i you know if if there's so many layers of paint there's a very good chance that there's a lead paint that's in there too that was one thing that i was worried about depending on how old the paint paint jobs are so there's you know you might want to test for that you can get Mm -hmm. those test kits online for the lead paint and yeah, it's 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 a little dicey to do all that, but I, I think you're better off to start from scratch almost. Sure. Is this a home or a rental? This is a home, I don't right? Think they said they didn't say. I'm gonna say it sounds like a home. It sounds like a home. I would say if it's bad enough, like from what you're saying, you sound mm-hmm. like you sound like you think it's pretty bad. And this isn't a bathroom, right? Yeah. You could redrive all this whole thing. Oh, sure. You could. Would that be easier than like trying to peel all the paint and then uh, skim? You it know? could arguably be. Huh. It could arguably be. I I mean, uh, a full demolition is never necessarily the easier option. Right. But I will tell you that sometimes when you're dealing with all this sand, like all the sanding oh, and man. all that brute force, you're almost better just to start from scratch. Yeah. Than you are to redo it. If that's really a concern, like if you're like, ah, there's no way this is going to, you know, because also if it's peeling, there's rejection happening. There's a reason why it's rejecting. Maybe there's moisture behind. Sure. You know, maybe there's molding. There's probably more than what the person is telling us, but they might not even know that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's really rejecting that bad where it's like. 10 layers worth of like 100 years worth of paint kind of thing <laughs> then then i think that you might want to work look into like now is the time to redo the whole thing mm-hmm. it's gonna cost less money than you think it would sure. if you do it all yourself if you hire someone out it's gonna cost a lot of money 
But if you hi- you do it yourself, depending on how big your bathroom is, mm-hmm. you could probably do it for under fifteen hundred dollars. Sure. You know, with all the drywall and the materials and the paint. But definitely make sure you you know if you if you decide to paint this right and you maybe take the skim route and maybe you like you sand a hole down and you, whatever you do if you don't redo all the drywall, I absolutely want you to encourage you to use some type of mold and mildew resistant paint. Yeah. Okay. And I really want you to use something that's going to like a good primer that is also going to be mold and mildew resistant, like Bullseye One Two Three Primer. Bear B E H R makes mm-hmm. a really good bathroom paint that I really like. Yeah, I think the, I think going that route would be, would be good. Okay, mm-hmm. I think we answered that pretty good too, Maggie. Good. That was okay. one of the harder ones. That was one of the harder ones. Yeah. You thought that was going to be a harder one? I mean, it's one of the harder ones. Okay. What made you think it was one of the harder ones? Just because it's a it you know it's a big job and you don't have any pictures and you don't know oh. like all the details of what. What, 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 okay. Specific details. I have a question. Yep. Okay. Let's let's analyze this. Okay. <laughs> let's let's really think down. If I miss something, what would it have been? If you miss something. Yeah. If I miss something, what would it have been in that question there? Because like I'm thinking, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about big gouges, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about paint peeling, right? We're talking about they don't want to do joint compound, right? I have a very little to go off of all yeah. of that, right? Yeah. But to me, my very first instinct is, well, joint compound. But why would you say you can't do joint compound? Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It sounds and, like a very big job, and we don't have all of the details yeah. to make a, an informed I, decision. I, I but... think that's the that's the interesting thing. It's yeah. like that could be there could be a much bigger, and that's why I say redo the whole drywall. Yeah. That would be probably the best answer if you really are having like. A massive issue. Like mm-hmm. if if I saw a photo and we let's just say like fifty percent of the entire room is paint peeling. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would say that's more than just, right. you know, a sanding issue at that point. Mm-hmm. There's something fundamentally wrong with that drywall. Yeah. I would say at that point, maybe if again, if someone disagrees with me, right? First of all, you're costing my entire company a pizza party. <laughs> so how dare you do that? But if someone disagrees with me out there, send in the yeah, um, your your comment to yeah. what number, Maggie? Uh, 608-205-8768. Yeah, I would love to be corrected on this one if I was wrong, but I don't think I am. So we're going to say two for two. We are getting another stamp on that card, Star Two stars. Yeah, two stars. Woo-hoo. I forgot what I was talking about. And now we're one step closer to the pizza party. <laughs> Next question. We have Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah, she, they, and I have a little problem with my front door. When trying to lock it, it usually can't lock all the way unless we pull the doorknob up and towards the lock to bring it back into alignment. Is there a way to fix this? I'm getting ready to move soon, and this is a project I've been dreading dealing with. I'd appreciate any suggestions or tips you can give. Thank you. Well, hi, Sarah. I hope, I don't know why I said their name like that. (laughs) Sarah! Like a like for Sarah. yeah, it's like um that one transformer Starscream. Okay. Yeah, Sarah. <laughs> I don't know why Matt was that a pretty good uh, Starscream impression, Matt. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I just I've never seen any of the movies or most of the cartoons. <laughs> wow, this podcast is off the rails. Okay, so door hinge. Mm-hmm. That would be my very first 
thing to throw out there. They say that they have to pull yep. the handle up, right, Maggie? Yep. To make they have to, um, the latch will align the with the strike button. up and towards the lock to bring it back into alignment. Yeah. Okay. So there's a few things there. I would say the door hinge. Okay. So you know you, you sometimes when you open a door and you you hang on it when it's mm-hmm. open or something or you, you put something over top the door. Sure. Or you hang like a purse on it or a bag on a door. All of that weakens the hinge. All of that bends the hinge slightly. And if you do it over a long period of time. You will have hinges that need to be realigned. Okay. So there's things that you want to go and do first. If check all of the screws in the hinge pins. What am I saying? Check all the screws in the hinges first. Okay. If any of them are just spinning in place and they're not actually into wood, Mm -hmm. then you want to do my toothpick trick. Okay. You take the hinge off. You get a bunch of toothpicks or golf tea. You rub a whole bunch of Elmer's glue in it or wood glue. And then you put them in there. You snip the, the, the tip of the, the toothpicks or the golf tea. You let that sit for a little bit. And then you screw a screw through the hinge right into that. Yep. And that wood acts as like a filler, essentially. Yeah, you're just filling the hole. Yeah. And that would be my route I would go if you have any type of spinning issue. Or if the screws are just not grabbing enough, like you might want a longer screw. Sometimes that, like, like grabbing the king stud, which is a larger stud in a door frame. Mm-hmm. If you grab the king stud, that sometimes will suction it more. Sure. So you could try that. If none of that works, then this is the whole taking the pin out and then whacking the hinges together. Maggie's heard this a bunch before, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where you take one pin out at a time by taking like a flathead screwdriver and like a little hammer and nailing out the, the, the hinge pin. And then you get yourself some type of wedge like cardboard. You wad it up and you throw it into the corner of the door, like the top right-hand corner. Right. And then... Where the hinges are, if they're, if they're, if they're, they're probably not going to be aligned up, but they should be at this point, right? That's when you take your, you know, ball pin hammer and you just tap them slightly to so align. You, you put a wedge in the door so that it is aligned where you need it to be. Yes. And then you fix the hinges because they might be like wonka doodle. Yeah. On the other side. That would be the route I would go. Yeah. And that should solve the problem. If that does not solve a problem, you might need to get a new door jam. Mm-hmm. And I covered all the bases there. There's no way I'm wrong about any of those because <laughs> there literally is not another option at that point. So I am right. I think you got it. About all of this. <laughs> and that was one more star that is now punched. And that's one step closer to the pizza party. I just want to say right now, I'm just going to preemptively say that this is a victory lap. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, no, no, no. no it's so I got salvageable. Time. I got time. <laughs> Um, there is no way that I am going to get these next two wrong. Whoa! Walking close to the edge. I want pepperoni pizza. I would like maybe, you know, pepperoni well, and sausage. let's go somewhere. Yeah, what, what, what do you want to go? You want to go to Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, or like Dave and Buster's or some shit like Dave that. Dave and Buster's? Yeah, let's go get like some tickets and play some arcade games. Uh, wait, wait, what is Dave and Buster's? What? What is Dave? What? I hear do you Dave guys and- not have Dave and Buster's here? Do we have Matt? Yeah, do we, we have them. Okay, yeah. What's so Dave and Buster's? It's it's like a bar style restaurant, but attached to like an arcade. Uh, like they have 
video games and they have like driving games and they have like oh, dancing I games. I think I know what you're talking you about. You can earn tickets. I it's, think I've been there. It's like, one it's like a Chuck E. Cheese, but for there's adults. One... Oh, <laughs> wait. So then I was right when I said Chuck E. Cheese. I was right. Yeah, but it's oh. like, but it's like, I mean, kids are definitely there too, but it's also. I'm going to tell you right now, me and Basil. Like are, they have a bar. Me and Basil are going to want Rocky with Cocos. Okay. I'm just going to say it right now. Are there now. any big screen Rockies still left? Wait, wait, what, Matt? What, what, Matt? There used to be a couple of Rockies with like projection screens that I've oh, always I always wanted to go to and watch cartoons on. Oh my God. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know well, what Rocky with Cocos is, Maggie? No. It's a local. Me, me and Basil didn't know this was a local thing. We thought this oh. was a national brand, but they're only Wisconsin, basically, like one shop sure. in Minnesota. We were excited about the book tour because we're like, we're gonna go to so many Rocky Rococos. So, what is Rocky Rococos? It's a pizza place that's like really. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it other it's, than uh, for people outside of the Midwest, it's like the Detroit style pizza, where yeah. it's just like a big rectangle and it's super oh. thick crust. It's like Chicago deep dish almost. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what fucking Matt means by Detroit style pizza. <laughs> what is that? Matt. I watch a lot of weird history food videos on YouTube. Is is this deep dish d- pizza come from Detroit? No. Uh, then why'd you say Detroit the style Rockies pizza? Is a deep dish. It's just most it's like a loaf of bread with pizza on top of it. Yeah, but it's it's like okay, we are getting knee deep. <laughs> we're getting a little off we're track getting here. knee deep Let's into a pizza in. lore a little bit. <laughs> but also, okay, I just want to recap really quickly. We will go to Dave and Buster's <laughs> if we get the next two right. Yep. And I want you to know we will. Yeah. So I think so. Oh, you ready, Maggie? I'm ready. Guy, you better be thinking about that pizza you want to want. That gluten-free <laughs> pizza, Maggie. Hey, Mercury. My name is Ivy. She, her. My question was more of a thought than something I need current advice with, but maybe it would help others. What are your thoughts about landlords charging you to replace parts of things that break, like a washing machine or a sink, if you haven't done something wrong? For example, in college, my washer started flooding one time, and it turned out it was because there was a sock stuck in some line. They told us they could fetch it out, but if they would have had to replace the part, then we would be responsible for the cost of the replacement. Just wondering your thoughts since we were using the washer as intended and it wasn't really anyone's fault that it got jammed. Thanks for all you do. Lots of love. Um, First and foremost, I just want to call out the obvious. Four punches. That was, there's not a question here. There's no way for me to fuck this. We are one step closer to a pizza, baby! Uh, okay, okay. All that being said, thank you for that amazing thought that you just gave us. I just want to bring the tone back and to be like, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Uh, and it means a lot to me. But also, fuck landlords. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do I think about this in all truthfulness? What do I think about landlords charging for damage to appliances? Are they you know, even allowed to do that in some places? I mean, some places you can't. Mm. I would say majority of places you can, though. Mm. I mean, okay, so like, what? let's do a hypothetical. A hypothetical that I've dealt with before. Sure. Okay, so let's just say, we're talking. Well, we just talking appliances and machinery. Are we talking about in general? I think because they said just in general, in ge- see that's that's the thing. Like, like, do you charge someone for hanging on the door frame the entire time and breaking the hinge off? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you charge someone for you know, like, if they put a hole in a wall, like you don't know sure. how they put a hole in the wall, but they put a hole in the wall. Do you charge them for that? So, like, there's these ethical quandaries mm-hmm. that go through all the time. 
And I, there needs to be a limit. I think there should be a limit, right, to how much damage can be done until, you know, it's it's a little past the point of, yeah. you know, acceptable, right? But I also want to just throw this one out there. I think this is a system that is often abused by landlords. I really do. Because, like, the scenario that they brought forth, right, the idea of, you know, a dryer? Was it a dryer or a washer? I forgot um, already. I, it was a washing machine. A washing machine that was not running right or draining right. What was it? Um, there was nothing wrong with it. There's just the, the sock got stuck in the line. Got wad, like wadged in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be an absurd thing to get charged for. Yeah. That would be an absurd thing to get charged a for. A re- regular accident. Yeah. Nobody's I, fault. I think that that's the line, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I I would understand and could, oh, this is going to make me sick. I could somewhat sympathize <laughs> with a landlord if it meant that, like, there's some situations where that's yeah. yeah, kind of ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, I've been a part of these. Like, I've mm-hmm. seen these. From a technician standpoint that, yeah, no, some people take this to the fucking extreme, you know. I'm trying to think of a really good example. You know, dishwashers are a good one. People will beat the shit out of those Mm -hmm. like no one's business, you know. And dishwashers necessarily are not the most inexpensive. Yeah. A garbage disposal that's misused and treated, eh, it's 85 bucks. Mm -hmm. Mm, It's fine. You know what I mean? Like, if you keep on throwing a fork down there. And you keep having a problem, and it keeps blowing the, the fuse, and then I'm putting a new one in every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. we're going to charge you. And I, by the way, that's not me just saying that. That's me talking from an experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then, yeah, I mean, after the fifth time, we're going to charge you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you get a toy or scissors stuck in a toilet, let's say four or five times, and I have to come mm. and take the toilet off, yeah. Take the toy out and then put the new wax ring on mm-hmm. and then put the toy back on. And also, mind you, every time you take a toilet off, there's a chance you run the risk of breaking the toilet. Yeah, right? Sure. Every time. And every time you put it on, there's a chance that you mess up the seal between the bowl and the tank mm-hmm. and you have a leak. Right. So you, there's always, you're always messing with this imperfect science when you're doing stuff like that with a toilet. So. After that, like, fourth or fifth time, I might charge it the next time I show up. Yeah. You know? I, I feel like... Constant user error or... Yeah. Um, the first time around? Yeah. No. It, yeah. it. I mean, I, to me, this is, like, a, a basis of, like, if you're someone who... There, there are tenants that will, you know, every week or every month give you mm-hmm. 10 or 15 work orders. Wow. That's just... Yes. That is. And these things will be like, if they got four or five kids, that's going to happen. Yeah. You know? And it's the, the thing that we take on as property management teams, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that means we're going to have, sometimes have a shower, have issues. We're going to have toilets have issues, sink have issues, doors have issues, lights have issues. Mm-hmm. You have kiddos. It's just going to happen, you know? I think it's the price that you pay as a landlord, to some extent, yeah. you know? I think there is a line, well, and there's but like, what is that line? I mean, honestly, yeah. I think laws like that in place that give the landlord that opportunity to do that mm-hmm. really put a lot of emphasis on the ethics of that landlord. And I think that's just by the very premise flawed. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. To me, 
I don't even think a landlord necessarily is like Maggie knows this, and I think I've said this many times on the, on the podcast. I just don't think a landlord is a job. Yeah, uh, and I, I, as someone who worked in the industry, I know that I'm kind of like saying fuck to my job a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I, I think in a lot of ways, people who are in positions of like innate power, there is no way that a landlord does not have the upper hand in almost every right. discussion. Right? Landlords are the very proximity of it are closer to you know that one percent than those little renters you know (laughs) you know what i mean if you are a small-time renter and you are literally just renting out your your two bedroom and you have one that's such a different situation but if you're a landlord that has multiple properties yeah and you're nickel and diming somebody and you're making a living and then you're trying to charge them for you know a washer that's not really an issue that's ridiculous yeah I don't necessarily. I I hesitate to say we should do away with that entirely because I think there is a line. Yeah. And I think that line is not there to protect the landlords; it's to protect other tenants. Mm-hmm. Because that's another thing people need to understand: there's a symbiotic relationship, where if there's one tenant that's taken up all my time as a technician, sure. right? I there's three technicians max on a property, right? Most of the time, there's one. I was one technician of looking over 450 people. Wow. Right? We had 140-some properties, right? Most of the homes had three to four people living in them, mm-hmm. right? If there's one home that is constantly asking me for help and it is taking up majority of my time, and these are huge overhauls, yeah, we might have to be like a little bit of a, a slap yeah. in the wrist here. It'd be like, hey, let you know, we're, we're, we want to help you. We really do. But there's a limit here, and I only have so much time in a day, yeah. and I feel like there's a lot more stuff happening here than is happening at all these other homes. Why? You know? Mm-hmm. But you could also argue, someone could also, I'm playing devil's advocate, which I hate right now. <laughs> you could also make the argument that you want people to be the eyes and ears, mm-hmm. and all because they're not putting in requests doesn't mean they're not damaging the fuck out of the right. space. There's been many times where I never got a single call from anybody. And I'm like, oh, you know, pretty good, you know, tenant. Blah, blah, blah. And then they move out and it is like trashed. You know what I mean? But I'd rather have somebody call and ask for help than not. Right. You know what I mean? It, I don't know. I guess it wasn't a great answer. I feel like I somehow <laughs> I somehow found a way not to answer the fourth one, which was a give me really well. But you know what, Maggie? We're going to say... You gave a lot of great information. Yeah, I gave a lot of great information. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I think that... I don't even think that question is in the book. Like, I don't even think we answered that one mm-hmm. in the book. Safe and Sound Renters Guide to, to Home Repair. Because, like, it is something where... If it is about appliances, mm-hmm. right? And that is like, no, absolutely, I do not think that we should charge people for those kind of things. Like, right. if you put... A soup can in a microwave, and then you run it, and then it blows the microwave up. The first time, shit happens. The second time, yeah, that's when I have issues. If you if you screw up the washer driver, you know, once or twice, you know, things happen. But if it starts happening over and over again, and it only happens when you do it, maybe there is something to be said there. But I think the knee jerk reaction to automatically blame the tenants is innately flawed. Yeah. Okay. Did I answer it? I think so. Whew. Well, I mean, they, they asked for your, your opinion and your thoughts. So there you go. Rocky Rococo's Pizza, pizza and pasta. pasta. One question away. We are one question. I just want you all to know that Matt just put up a banner on our screen that says Rocky Rococo 
pizza and pasta. And also, Matt, is that the who is that? Who is that guy That's who's Rocky a logo? That's Rocky Rococo. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Back up a minute. Rocky <laughs> Rococo was a real guy? No. He was an oh. actor that they hired to be the oh, person. Oh, Matt, you almost <laughs> blew my mind. It was like, that is an amazing name. Could you, me- uh, like, could you imagine being like a second grader and y- your name is Rocky Rococo? I feel like you came up with a mustache and the sunglasses. Like, you came out of the womb wearing the the, the, the tumbly hat with the fucking... Mr. Rococo. Yeah, with the glasses. The white and the- suit look. Yeah, he looks kind of like the KFC guy. Uh-huh. Holy shit, he looks like the KFC guy, minus the beard. But like a little younger without the gray hair. Yeah, he, yeah, looks more like Magnum P.I. <laughs> yeah. Okay, last Let's question, everybody. Until we get pizza, 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 pizza. Okay, this is Layla. Hi, Mercury. I love your content so much. Do you have any tips on removing a rusty toilet tank flange bolt? I have been soaking it in PB Blaster but it's really hard to grab the bolt and it's hold it still while I try to turn the nut. Is there a way to hold it better or do I need to cut it off somehow? The toilet tank is leaking and that's why I'm trying to tighten the bolt. Right now I have to flush it using buckets of water. Thank you for any advice you can give. Wow, Maggie, I am just, wow. You thought this was going to be a rough episode? God damn it, I was thinking about the finish line before I was thinking about the, <laughs> the extra problem. At no, 8.5? I, no, I said 8.5. Maggie, Maggie, like Maggie said 8.5. And, and now I'm like, where where was the point five that it was going to be bad at? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I understand where the point five comes from. It's not because of my intelligence. Not at all. It's because of my hubris. Where was the point? Matt, what do you think? Matt? Matt. I don't think you can answer this last question. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I am the trick. Like I feel like, I feel like. Mind trick Mercury yeah. episode. Oh. <laughs> I feel like, like Maggie's 8.5 was transphobic. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm going to leave it at that. Well, I was going to say like 9 or 10, but I, I knocked it down a peg just to, you know be a little more realistic for you. Because Maggie wanted a pizza party. That's what this whole thing was about. This was a master mind manipulation in order to get me to get everybody to have pizza here. Um, I did say I want to have a company party. You did. I got what I wanted. Yeah, you did. did. Okay. All that being said, I forgot what the question was. Oh my God. Matt, 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 Matt. We had to somehow make sense of that answer that I just gave. Because people are going to listen to that for, for three minutes and be like, I don't think she's talking about the right thing. <laughs> no, all that being said, a rusty bolt on a flange for a, for a toilet. You know, honestly, they said the answer. They mm. cut it off. Yeah. No, there's a lot that's going to happen to that. Like, if you cut it off, you could do some massive damage. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to be careful of that. But I do think this is like you get your cutters and you cut it off, sadly. Yeah. I think that's the road to go. D- did they say that, they, that is a toilet off? Is the toilet off? Yeah, uh, they said that they're using uh, buckets of water to flush. So, so the I'm toilet, is, they're not the, the toilet is still on the full the flange. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, yeah, like it's still yeah. they're still using it. They're just not using the water. But they can't get the the bolt out in order right. to get the whole toilet off. That's the whole right. Okay, yeah. I mean, depending on what kind of toilet we have here, sometimes they have. So it sounds like they have the kind of toilet that has the the base that has the hole right through it mm-hmm. rather than the base that has like a little bit of a, a side opening. Do you know what I mean? Sure. 
Do you know what I'm saying, Maggie? I think so. Because there's a straight opening, and then there's like the kind of like the slot where the screws go. There's two different kinds of toilet bases. Sure. This sounds like a, there's a hole through the toilet base, and then the screw goes through there, then that connects the flange, and it makes like a sandwiching effect for your toilet. Don't think of your toilet as a sandwich. That's a bad idea. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but in this instance, I think you're going to want to cut it off. So then you can take the toilet off. If you can cut the head off, mm-hmm. right? It might be kind of hard. But if you can do that, then you can take a vice grips and then twist it off. That would be what, once the toilet's off. Sure. That would be what my thought process would be. If none of that works, they said they were using, what were they using to soak it on it? A PB blaster? Hmm. I've never heard of that. I think it's a good route to go. It's what I would suggest probably. It helps to... You know, do you know the old myth that you could soak rusty things into coke and it oh, would sure. kind of like that? Okay. Like it's supposed to take some of that rust away. Mm-hmm. I think because a lot of it isn't revealing itself, like you can't see the rust, that those type of chemicals or cleaners or power washer type of things, any type of those things are just not going to do the job because sure. it's the threads themselves that aren't turning. Mm-hmm. And unless you put in things, this is why you should always. Put in some type of like screw grease or some type of like anti-rusting grease or anything mm-hmm. like that before you put things in. Because it helps to prevent this problem, right? Sure. So when you're putting in the new one, think ahead is what I'm going to suggest, right? It, it sounds like you're going to need to replace the flange too at this point. So mm-hmm. chances are you're going to need to replace the flange and the screw, because once you cut that bolt off, I wonder if you're going to have a lot of rust and damage to the flange itself. You'll mm-hmm. see. You'll see. So be prepared for a bigger job than you wanted. But it's ultimately going to be good to go. What do you think? What do you- so I'm curious because they said that the toilet tank is leaking and that's why they're trying to tighten the bolt. So how would taking the toilet the off to- help with the, the toilet tank? tank, they said, was yeah. leaking? Yeah. So they're taking off. They're talking about the flange. Uh, the uh, rusty toilet tank flange bolt. Oh, son of a bitch. I was talking about the whole different... Oh, no! Oh, no! Okay, no, no, no. No, it's still I got salvageable. Time. I got time. I got time. Whoa. Whoa. Walking close to the edge. See, I just assumed that they were taking the wrong thing off. No. Oh, my God. Matt, 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 Matt. We had to somehow make sense of that answer that I just gave. Because people are going to listen to that for, for three minutes and be like, I don't think she's talking about the right thing. Matt, in edit, can you make that first three minutes sound fun? Sure. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to sound like. I'll figure like. something out. Matt's going to figure out something. Um, okay. So now that I know what the actual question is, God damn it, I was thinking about the finish line before I was thinking about the... <laughs> I was had I had pizza on the mind. Okay, so now we're talking about the 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 actual flange between the tank and the and, and the bowl. Maggie, that was such a good catch. Maggie <laughs> wants this pizza too, but you got a bolt that's like stuck there and won't come apart. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you again, you could still cut this. I mean, the, the same answer works here. Now that blaster they're talking about, actually, I'm surprised that's not working. In this instance, mm. um, because it should work in this instance. The flange for that is so thin um, that you think it would be a sure. pretty easy thing. Now, um, if that doesn't work, 
and you were trying everything, I'm going to just level with you right now. I mean, a toilet is $180. I mean, oh, you sure. can get a reasonable toilet for a pretty decent price um nowadays just throwing it out there i know some people are going to be like what but i'm you know sometimes this yeah, shit just, ha- you know i'm not gonna redo lie. the drywall sometimes you try the to, sometimes you, you try to do this stuff and you're trying yeah. to like take something apart and you crack the porcelain yeah. i mean that's far worse than sure. you know so really be careful when you're doing it sometimes you might be able to get hmm no, sometimes you can get up underneath the the underside like you know where the the bowl is mm-hmm. where the, the bowl you can actually put your hand up in that bowl sometimes sure. and be able to feel it and sometimes that helps you if you can grab it with something that might help yank it apart if there is an you know enough underneath if that sure. makes sense i'm like holding it with my hand as if the audience <laughs> can see it but sometimes you, there's stuff that's underneath right depending on how this flange is all put together that it would be like some type of like a built-in nut or something that mm-hmm. you can grab and maybe it's twisting with it. And if you can grab it underneath, that might help stabilize it sure. when you're trying to pull it out. I'm guessing there isn't much room for vice grips. There just isn't. Yeah. You're not going to get it in there. But if you cut it out, you know, I would say a Dremel might be the best tool mm. because it's going to be more e- easy to work with in a nice tight area. You could use some type of like, you know, electric cutters, mm-hmm. but boy, you know, I, I've seen those go self. It doesn't take much for those to nick that stupid porcelain, oh, sure. you know? So I think Dremel is easier to work with. It will take much longer and you'll go through like three or four discs, mm. but it'll be worth it. Or you could just replace the toilet. Or, or another route, you could cut into the flange. You can cut into the flange, and if you cut the flange out, that might actually be easier now that we're talking about it. Hmm. You can cut the flange out. That might do it, depending on how old and be the flange is. If it's pretty old and, and it looks like it's kind of wear and tear, mm-hmm. it might be ripe to take a cutters and cut into that. And if you weaken that up, that might, by very proxy, let you get the top off. If that, and then redo the whole thing. Sure. Yeah. But that's that's what this comes down to. If there's a leak between the two, yeah, just redo the whole thing, put a new one in there, and everything. Yeah, that would be my route to go. Okay. Yeah, I think you did it. Oh boy, <laughs> I understand where the point five comes from. It's not because of my intelligence, not at all. It's because of my hubris. You know what's funny? In the after show pre show, we talked about my ego. This was my ego, Maggie. If you want to know what I'm talking about, you should get knock you down a peg or two. Yeah. If you want to know what I'm talking about, you can learn more uh, by going to our Patreon and getting our Patreon. And you can listen to an extra hour-long version of the show every single week by supporting us on Patreon. Uh, and this week, we talked a lot about my ego. Uh, and boy, oh boy, was this a good one. <laughs> Did not age well at all. Um, Maggie, so what do you think? Do we get that pizza party? I think so. And pizza party. And we get a nice little update from Ooh. a caller who asked us for advice on redoing their countertops in a cheap way, like back in January. And we have an update. Hi, I just want to say thank you for answering my question back in January. I had asked what to do to make our own countertops in an affordable way because we had some ugly, dirty tile. 
We ended up taking Maggie's advice and making them out of cement. Here's our before and after. And so, yeah, it looks like they, the pictures show that they just did the skim coat cement, like, on top of the, on top of the tile. So the one on the right, the one with the wooden ones, that's the ones that before and then now. Yeah, and then the blue one is after. They look good, right? They look beautiful. The whole kitchen looks beautiful. But also, I gotta, I just gotta throw this one out there. They took Maggie's advice. All right, I get it. They took Maggie's advice. They got to make sure that everyone knew. Everyone everyone has to know that Maggie's the one that solved this one. <laughs> but I also, I want you to know, very rarely do we get people who call in yeah. and say, give us an update. Yeah. And the one time people call in to give us an update, they say, Maggie helped us. <laughs> I just wanted to know if you, if I helped you at any point. Anytime. If I helped you like get a kitty out of a tree, I need to know right now. Give me validation. Well, for anybody listening, yeah. we did prepare the questions for the next episode already. Yeah. And we have another update for <gasps> you. Oh, Maggie. So, so you should listen to next week's episode yeah. to yeah. hear me uh, <laughs> gloat in the, the majesty of that. Oh, wonderful. Everybody, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Handyman Podcast. Oh, Hotline. I forgot the name of my own show. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Handyman Hotline. It means so much to me and to Maggie and to our entire team here at Mercury Stardust Media. I want to say a big thank you to everyone who sent in questions this week. If you have questions or anything that you would like us to know, questions about life, about landlords, or your DIY needs to knows, call us or text us at... And if you also have any type of, you know, update or if you think we got one of these questions immediately wrong and you want to take an entire company's ability to have a pizza party away, (laughs) then you can call us in Texas at the same number. Right, Maggie? 608-205-8768. But don't take my pizza party away. Yeah. I'm going to (laughs) say you can correct us, but we're still having that pizza. Uh, Thank you, everyone. Until next time, remember, you're worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. Bye-bye. The theme song was created by Rody Walker. Questions were picked up by our production assistant, Ziggy. A big thank you to our executive producer, Basil. And this podcast was recorded and edited by Matthew Allen Hagg. Thank you for listening. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Handyman Hotline, you can listen to an even longer version by supporting us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon, $10 or more, you'll be able to get an extra long 30 to 45 minute section every single week. Isn't that amazing? More of me and Maggie. Wow! So thank you so much for all those who already support us, and you too can support us and listen to more on our Patreon. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us keep the pirate ship alive by supporting our sponsors, the wonderful iFixit. They fight for your right to repair and mix really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides to make your life a little bit easier. So grab your hammer and nails and paint your nails if you want to. You're